No mai haere mai and welcome to Full Disclosure, a Stuff and KL Productions podcast with me, Karen O'Leary. In this series, I talk with all sorts of amazing and famous Kiwis to find out how coming out was for them. This week on Full Disclosure, I talk to radio and TV personality Mike Pudu. I get off the plane and the phone rings. It's mum and she goes, what's your father? And I was like, oh God, what? She goes, he read that email you sent. He knows. And I was like, oh, okay, and? And she's like, wow, just just watch him, just be careful. I don't know how he's going to be. Yeah. And so this immense fear came through my body. Okay, well, I'm very, very excited to introduce my next guest. Mike Puru, you have been on our television screens and on our radio airwaves for many, many years. <laughs> not, I'm not trying to say you're old. Yeah, no, well, it is no. weird when people say that because I think, wow, you're right, actually. It's been 25 years, I think. Yeah, so that is a long, that's yeah. since I was 20. Mm. So I'm going to start off with a pretty simple question, mm-hmm. which you can answer if you want to. Hopefully you do. Otherwise, we're not going to go very far in this chat. How would you identify in terms of your sexuality? Uh, gay. Definitely gay. Yeah. Definitely gay. I mean, I did have g- girlfriends back in the days in my early twenties, um, but yeah, you know, definitely, definitely gay. Yeah. Okay. So you identify as gay. When do you think, as a young person, you first had an, an inkling that that might be the case? This is a very good question because this is the thing about being gay. I think you. I think when I was about 14, maybe 13, I kind of had an inkling. There was a fascination, I guess, with some of my best mates. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I started working in radio. (laughs) And, I mean, look, I had gone to the back of the Sunday News, I think, at one point and ordered a gay video. Did you? Used to do that back in the days. A VHS. I think I still got it, actually, (laughs) like a souvenir, weirdly. Um, You know, just to sort of watch it and sort of work out whether that was what I was feeling and into. But it wasn't until I was handing out Coca-Cola on the beach at the Mount. I got a radio job, my first radio job, and I was with another promotions assistant, and we were walking down the beach handing out Coke. Yeah. And... And when we got to back to the car, the guy that was with me said, oh, my God, I love this job. Did you see the amazing girls in their bikinis lined up along the beach? Yeah. And I thought, that's really interesting because I actually noticed the dudes with the apps. And then yeah. that's all of a sudden I went, I'm definitely gay. Yeah. And so how old were you then? Oh, 20. Yeah, what have we been, 19, 20. And whereabouts did you grow up and go to school? Gore. I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. What, you, what was it like growing up in Gore? Um, well, very rural. Great place. Great place to do things, you know. Small yeah. enough to, um, if you put your hand up for something, they'd use you because there was nobody else. So, you know, <laughs> things like radio, theatre, all those things gave you great opportunities. Um, but it was, a, it was a cool place. Pretty staunch. You yeah. know, very sort of rugby orientated. And, you know, I, I felt that. Yes. Um, and I was certainly different as I was growing up, doing the theatre and the stage. Right, you know. so, so you, how would you describe how you were as a young person I in comparison to others? I was probably shy, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably, I wanted to do fame things, like I wanted to be a performer, but yeah. at the same time I was shy. Be, and maybe it was because I was gay. You mm. know, I didn't want people to know the full me. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I, yeah, I was chatty. Yeah. Um, put my hand up for a lot of things. Was and got picked because you're in Gore. Yeah, got picked because <laughs> I was in Gore. <laughs> Population game. Uh, yeah, so, I, but, but I was, yeah, I was cool. You know, I was relaxed about things, I think. You know, I wasn't really processing a lot. Yeah. Did you go to a, what kind of high school did you go to? I went to a Catholic high school. 
Coed small. Or yeah, coed. Yeah. Yeah. Very small. Three hundred and fifty students total. I became head boy of that school, bizarrely. That's not that bizarre. Yeah, well. You seem like head boy material to me. Well, all my friends say that now. (laughs) (laughs) Was it again, how many people put their hand up to be head boy? uh, (laughs) No, no, no. no. (laughs) That was the thing. I think there's only like seven of us to choose from, to be honest. Um, But that was interesting. And, you know, also I left Gore and then I was working in Hamilton. um, And and Newspoint. You went from Gore to Hamilton? Well, broadcasting school in Christchurch. Got it, yeah. And I think that's where I kind of explored that sexuality side a little. How did you do that? Well, there was a guy in the class, and you could tell that he was gay, mm-hmm. um, you know, very gay. Yeah. Um, but him and I got on quite well, and he took me to the movies one night, and, um, you know, we, he, you know, touched me, I guess, and yes. held my hand. In a nice, and, friendly yes, way. in a lovely way yeah. as a sign to say, hey, if you're into this, so am oh. I. So that was kind of cute. I don't think we – I can't remember whether we did anything, but, uh, you know, it certainly – Helped me. Yeah, and yeah. so then, so then after that, how much f- how much longer was it before you came out to anyone else? Probably another ten years. I think I was thirty one when I came out to my parents. Were you? Mm. Why is that? Do you think? I think I was just scared. Yeah. I think I, you know, they grew up in Gore, and yeah. also Gore had had that unfortunate newsboy havoc incident, you know, where they did a skit about gay man's Gore, mm. gay man sitting around the corner, yeah. Gore, and all of a sudden I was starting in radio, and I had this immense fear that I was going to be the gay guy from Gore, and I was going to affirm everybody's mm. gay Gore thing. So I guess that's why I was a little scared, and I had it. And I also, you know, I mean, I was listening to you talk to Ryan Bridge. Yeah. Uh, and I I was thinking very similar story, you know, that whole wanting to be known for being good at your job mm. rather than wanting to be known as the, as gay, the gay one. As the gay person. Yeah. And look, and Alan DeGeneres, I think, was probably the only gay celebrity that we had out. I can't remember, apart from the top twins in New Zealand, yeah. I can't remember many others. Um, and it was, you know, it was kind of a scary territory for me to be in. Oh, I'm not surprised. So then, so until you were 30, 31, when you came out to your parents, did you come out to anyone else before that? Or were they the first ones? Um, well, I'd, I'd come out to my mate, yeah. <laughs> Jason Kerrison, you know, from oh, Opshop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, he was at broadcasting school with me and he kind of dragged it out of me. So yeah. uh, that was, you know, good good on his behalf, I think, because it helped our, our friendship. Yeah. Um, was it hard I'll, telling him? No, yes, well, I can remember. He drove me up the um, the hills, the Port Hills in Christchurch. And we, I think, I think we were having having a joint. In all honesty, you can be honest about that. Okay. I, won't, I won't tell anyone. It's a small disclosure, <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he just kept saying to me, "You know that, you know, if you wanted it, I am here." You know, mm. and I was like, "What, what, 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 what?" And eventually, I said, "Oh, yeah, I'm kind of keen. I, like, I think I like guys." And he was like, "I knew it. I knew it. Look, yeah. I don't care. But you know, just be you, mate. You're never going to be, you know, your full self if you're not you. So I just wanted you to tell me that, and I'm not into that. So, but you know, I'm, mm. you're still my best yeah. mate." So so that was quite nice. I thought that was really good. Yeah, that sounds really great. But I still had it. I had it for a very long time. So did you hide it in terms of not acting on it at all? Or did you have secret ways to explore that part of yourself? I had secret ways to explore that part of myself. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, it's, and especially when you move to Auckland, it, it's not hard. You know, there's there's clubs, there's bars, there's all sorts of places. There's you masks. Can go. 
Can we masks? <laughs> masks. There's saunas. There's all those things. Um, but at the same time, sort of still a bit apprehensive about it all because I was, you know, in the media and yes. I was worried. So um, sleuth. I was a bit of a sleuth, you know, undercover gay. Yeah, a bit secretive. There were funny times when I was secretly gay where I would be desperately wanting to read the Gay Nation or the, I think it changed to the Express the magazine, Express, yes. which is now called Your Ex is Gay. And I, because I used to love reading that, you know, photos of, of hot boys, yeah. um, just basically a, a magazine which I felt was, you know, allowing me to understand that there's a big world of gay people out there. And yeah. I used to secretly try and get it from the front of the supermarket and wrap it up as fast as I yes. could, put it in the shopping bags and I no one could see me buy or getting the free game. Yeah, because it was free, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I used to get home and, you know, used to hide it, quickly read it so no one could see me and then put it away again. It was just so weird, those weird things. Now I go and get your ex's gaze, proud as punch. Yeah. Don't even but, think twice about it. Yeah. There's not many lesbian saunas. Why not? Yeah, actually, that's a really good question. Yeah, I know. Why not? It's like lesbian cruising doesn't really exist either. I think it's because... Women are just more focused on what they want, whereas guys kind of, you know, they mill around the edges, so they <laughs> they need the sauna <laughs> to kind of ease them into it, maybe. I th- yeah, I'm, I feel like we just we yeah we need I need to do some more research, but I feel like you know that's yeah. a really good point actually. Yeah, so like, imagine if I started one up, would it make any money? Mm. I doubt it. See, it's a problem in New Zealand. We, everyone yeah. knows each other anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So you were you were finding ways to still explore this aspect of yourself. Yes, and I did tell somebody else actually because I got yeah. a job at TVNZ hosting yes. this little news show called Flipside, and um, I yeah, guess I that. for the first time I um, it was a great show too. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, for the first time, I was like, okay, cool. I probably need to tell the bosses this because I didn't yeah. want it to be an issue. Yeah. Um, and I told them, and they were like, oh, okay, sweet. And yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet. And then I continued to hide it on the radio. I was doing breakfast with JJ and Dom, and you know the language becomes harder and harder yes. and harder. So did you would say would you just join in with the kind of banter? Yeah, that would have gave, given the impression that you were a straight man. Yes, yeah. you were always careful as to how you phrased things, mm. um, using a lot of different pronouns. You yeah. know, a lot of they, a lot of yeah. you know, partner. Yeah. I guess um, language. Never really alluding to the fact, but you know, JJ and Dom, they kind of knew anyway. And I think I'd had I'd, I'd started a relationship with a boy by then. Yeah. So they kind of knew, um, but it was never really talked about. And they kept saying to me, "Look, you know, this is radio. Everyone loves you. This is going to be fine. Mm. Just, just say it one day on air." And I just, I didn't. I went on for years just wow. hiding it. Yeah. Until what day? Well, I think it took me till about twenty ten. And I think I got to the point where I was feeling awkward with my partner every time we go out. Right, yeah. And I used to, I can remember waking up every Sunday morning worried that the newspapers, you know, that little gossip section, yeah. I used to wake up thinking, oh no, what if, you know, mm. somebody says something and it's in the papers and the whole world finds out that way. So I, so I just kind of one day went into my boss and I just went, I think tomorrow's the day. And he goes, wow. what? Yeah. I said, I think tomorrow's the day I need to come clean. And be honest. And he went, okay. So that's sort of how it happened, really. There's no big song and dance leading up to it. Yeah. And I just asked for five minutes of airtime just to say something. And JJ and Dom kind of knew what I was about yeah. to say. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty overwhelming day. I remember it very vividly. Yeah, because I guess it's interesting as well, living, like you said, living having that fear of people finding out. And obviously, if you're a straight person, that fear 
doesn't exist for you. You know, you don't you don't worry about being finding your, a picture of yourself and your partner in a newspaper or on someone's Facebook or anything like that. How do you think that fear impacted you as a person? I think it made me not be confident in myself for for a long time, which is maybe why I was you know, super keen at work all the time because I guess that was an extension of me trying to prove that I was an okay human being. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, that fear, I think it's just that fear of feeling like you had done all right in life but there, there was this thing on the side mm-hmm. that was going to dampen that, you know. And I was just so concerned about what people would think. I was concerned about the ratings on the radio. I was concerned about how my family would be Mm. impacted, you know, because they all knew that I was the guy on the radio. Mum and Dad were very proud of that. And I was worried that it might impact them at work. I was worried about what would happen when I go back to Gore (laughs) and hang out with my sisters. All of that was, yeah, that fear that I had. I guess it was just the unknown, really. Mm. And did you the, the partner that you had at the time, were they an out gay man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and an out gay man who had friends that would you know go to family and do drag, and so it was a completely yeah, different yeah. side. And you know, but I would still never hold his hand in public. I would yeah. still feel a little awkward, you know, going to family with a group of people that were doing drag. You know, yeah. it was kind of like reaffirming, I guess, that this was, you know, the lifestyle that I was entering into and it kind of freaked me out slightly, but it was good. It was a good hand-holding exercise in terms of easing me into it mm. and not being ashamed, I think, because yeah. there is, you know, there, there's a bit of shame and I think that helped me realise that, hey, no one cares, it's all good, live your life. And if you're a good person, then none of that shit matters anyway. Mm. Mm. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> when did you tell your, your mum and dad? Well, I'm just presuming that you have a mum and a dad. I yes, shouldn't have I been do. so heteronormative. But. He's very young mum and dad too, actually. They're only about sort of 16, 17 years older than me. Wow. And I've got an older sister, yeah. so go do the math. Yeah, so. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, look, They're and, childhood sweethearts. <laughs> yeah, they were childhood sweethearts. <laughs> yeah. And still together to this day. Yeah. Very funny story. I was living in Auckland. Mum was coming up for a cat show, I think, because she, she shows cats. Yeah. Wow. She's yeah. moved into chickens now. 
Yeah, I've, I've been to those the chicken you, shows. Yeah. I've never been to a cat. Oh, no, I've been to a cat show too. Yeah. Mum's yeah. crazy. She used to do German shepherds. Then she did Persian cats. And, and now she's gone to chickens. chickens. What kind of chickens she got? Bantams. I was going to say bantams. Yeah, yeah, those sorts of things. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a chicken to me. Yeah. <laughs> so she's special but she's come up on this occasion with a cat. Yes, and I just bought a house, and I was living in the house with my partner, and I was like, ah. Oh, Okay, I have to go down to Gore to do something. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what I was doing. Something Gore. I was him seeing something. And I said, I'm not going to be home when you arrive, but my flatmate is going to pick you up. And yeah. by the way, when you meet him, be kind. He's not my flatmate. He's actually my partner. And there was some deathly silence at the end of the phone. Yeah. And I went, oh, Okay. And then I sent her an email to reaffirm everything yes. and give her instructions as to, you know, what was happening. Because she was arriving basically the same time I was leaving. And I sent her an email just saying, oh, you know, I hope, hope you find this okay. And I've been meaning to tell you for a long time. And, yeah. you know, but make yourself at home and, and you'll love my partner and, you know, just do that. And she said, okay, sweet. So she arrives and then I go down to Gore and then I get off the plane and the phone rings. You know, it would have been a yeah. Nokia 5610 back yeah, yeah, then, yeah, I would yeah. imagine. <laughs> and um, it's mum and she goes... What's your father? And I was like, oh, God, what? She goes, he read that email you sent. He knows. And I was like, oh, okay, and? And she's like, wow, just just watch him. Just be careful. I don't know how he's going to be. Yeah. And so this immense fear came through my body. Yes, I'm not surprised. And my dad picked me up and he didn't say anything, just asked how life was. And I went and I stayed at his house. I can't remember. Oh, our house. Yeah. And um, he was just super kind the whole weekend. And then he said to me, he goes, oh, the day before I left, he goes, oh, there's something I need you to do. Can you come in a car ride with me? And anyway, in this car, I said, what are we going to do? He goes, oh, nothing. I just want to I just want to surprise a friend. And I was like, oh, where's he taking me to yeah. a, you know, <laughs> yeah. a gay dungeon to yeah. lock me up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to get this out of you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> One of those conversion yeah. therapy places. Yeah, yeah. Well, is he trying to introduce me to a secret gay friend that he knew or something? <laughs> I wasn't sure. And anyway... What he I, do, I was doing flip side at the time, and what he wanted to do was just take me to one of his mates' houses whose daughters watched the show and were very yeah. excited to meet me. And that was it. And the whole time I thought Dad was going to kill me and disown yeah. me. Um, and then he dropped me off at the airport after that trip, and then as I got out of the car, he went, by the way, I read that email, and I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, and I don't care, mate. He said, I love you. He said, y- uh-huh. you're amazing. Just do what you got to do. Just look after yourself. That's all. Gave me a hug. And he's not a hugger. You know, yeah, gave me a yeah. hug and put me on the plane. And I can remember I was just in tears on the plane yeah. going home going, oh, so relieved. So, so that was cute. And then do you think when when you, when you did you see your mum? Did you see your mum when you got back up to Auckland? Or was she come back down? No, again? she was still there by the okay. time I got back. Yeah, and that was good. And I said to mum, oh, look, dad gave me a hug. And she was like, oh, okay, that's good. And she was yeah. very happy and she cried a bit. She's yeah. <laughs> sometimes a little bit funny. I think she was just worried. She yeah. was. She had that fear as well, I think. She didn't want her son to sort of, you know, be... Be treated badly or yeah, negatively. Yeah, she yeah. had all that. And she said, oh, it's a difficult life. You know, you choose yeah. this type of life. It's a difficult life. And I was thinking, don't well, choose it. That's right, <laughs> Mum. I, I didn't choose it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that, so that was good. And they've been amazingly supportive. You know, they're just, they're just, they're just so lovely. Yeah, so that, sound, that sound does sound amazing. And do you think, do you regret taking so long to come out in hindsight? I mean, hindsight's a fantastic thing, obviously. 
Oh, definitely. You know, I guess it's, you know, I penned a letter to my 25-year-old self recently and Mm. um, that was one thing I said, you know, geez, come out, be you, be proud. And also because the world's a difficult place to live in. You know, it is not easy and life is not easy. And, you know, there's so many people that want to live their dreams and I'm really lucky that I I do. I'm living Mm. my dream at the moment. But, you know, all these barriers around the side that you think are going to prohibit you from becoming your full authentic self uh, you, you know as soon as you break those barriers down when you're young I think you can actually be a bit more confident in yourself mm. you can actually focus on what you want out of life rather than worrying about what everybody else thinks yes. so you know I, I I wish I'd done it earlier well you can you know but people are listening right now so that's good you know if other people do it as a result of you saying those amazing things, then it's a win, I'd say. And, and that's one of the beauties, too, about doing radio and, and coming out on the radio is that, you know, I, I went home that day and I cried. I think I cried all day. I was worried about what life was going to be like, what was going to happen, whether people would look at me differently in the street. You know, I, I didn't want to put my head up when I was yeah. at traffic lights. I was just, yeah. I don't know, all this was running through my mind. But then I started reading all the emails that came in and I think I got about 3,000 Far out, yeah. Uh, honestly, it was just incredibly supportive and humbling, and I was like, ah. Oh. And even to this day, people still come out oh, getting upset now. It's okay. But even to this day, you know, people do, they come up to me and they go, "My, I was in the car and when you came out and my kid mm. was listening and my son's gay and because mm. of you having that conversation, it helped him and, and thank you. And also... You know, people that are gay have come up and said to me, thank you for giving me the strength. And that was just so nice. And I was like, oh, I wish I'd done this ages yeah. ago. Yeah, but and you, had all that love yeah. and adulation. Yeah. But you're doing it now. And that's, I mean, the, yeah. you're right. You know, that is that, you know, you do have that fear. And even, you know, I from being on Wellington Paranormal or whatever, you know, being pretty obviously gay on the TV, I do have, and it's often parents that email in and say, Thank you, because I understand it a bit more now, rather than this is something I have got no awareness of, and so it therefore ter- terrifies me more than it should. And, yeah. and I think the, the world's changed a lot too, yes. I think. You know, I mean, back in 2010 when I came out on the radio, it was, you know, well, was accepted, but it wasn't really talked about mm. a lot. And I don't think, you know, for me, I can't remember anybody else that was sort of like me, you know, straight acting, but gay. Yeah. In the public eye, there wasn't, you know, and I've always said, oh, geez, one day in all black, you know, an all black coming out would be the best thing. Yes. And, you know, and, and that has happened recently. Yeah, I talked to him. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was great. He had a great chat. Yeah, and I yeah. thought, geez, you know, until that sort of happens, it's still going to be, you know, a, a thing that people might struggle with. But, you know, it's it's a, it's, I'm not going to say it's easier now to come out, but mm. I think it's a safer place to to come out. Yeah, and I think the general consensus, because most of my guests that I've spoken to, at least thus far, in this amazing season two, have been of a similar ilk and right. age to us. So I guess, you know, that's growing up in the 80s. And, you know, and so I <laughs> think... up in the 80s. And it was, wasn't it? I yeah, mean, it was, it was yeah. so stereotypical yes. as well. Yeah. You know, I can remember JJ and Dom used to say, you know, oh, you need to drive a convertible and, you know, have a... Yeah. Have a beard and a bald head and yeah. a little little lap dog, and you know yeah. I was like, well, no, gay people aren't like that. <laughs> yeah, stop being stereotypical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I was talking to someone else about you know back in the day, I used to watch. You remember the Police Academy movies? Oh, yes. And I used to think they were so great. And, and I've got a son now who's eleven, and I was like, well, we've got to watch these films. 
this completely sexist. They're so, they're so not what I would, you know, like, I was like, I'm not showing my son this. This is horrific. <laughs> I were, but it is. It's just how, this, you know, things do change over time. And, mm. like, you know, I think as well what other people have said, I think the young people of today are much more aware when it comes to to celebrating and appreciating diversity rather than seeing it as something that needs to be really scared of. And, and, you know, and the good thing is, too, is that it's probably becoming not a thing anymore, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you know, I don't think people even feel the need to, to de, you know, declare their sexuality nowadays, yeah. which is why I've always struggled with things like, you know, the Pride Parade and things like that. I haven't fully immersed myself mm. in, in the gay lifestyle. But, you know, in a funny sort of way, I'm like, well, okay, that's good that, that we are at a point now where I don't have to, you know. Yeah, show up. <laughs> be, be, yeah, yeah. Not, not show, I don't mean show up because you can't be bothered showing up. But you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to. Because you can show up in lots of other ways too. That's right. I don't need to go to the parade to feel accepted, I guess, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, which is a sign that things are different nowadays, you know. Generally speaking, there's still some right twits in the world, but oh. we can't fix everyone all at the same time. Well, look, and I have these funny situations. Sometimes people talk to you and they go, you know, oh, so, you know, um, are you married? You know, you got a girlfriend? And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Because you, yeah. you spend your whole life as a broadcaster trying to get people to like you. That's yeah. what you're paid to do. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so you kind of think, okay, cool. You need to divulge a bit more of yourself to these mm. human beings and, uh, you know, get them to understand who you are. And when people say that to you, you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, I haven't done my job very well, have I, because you don't know about my lifestyle. But yeah. then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's just a thing that they don't even need to, to worry about, you know. And I wouldn't correct people five years ago, but nowadays I do yeah. straight away, you know. Yeah. I go, oh, I'm actually gay, I've got a partner, yeah. Yeah, a male. And they're like, oh, okay, and then we just carry on the conversation, you know. So Yeah, and I think generally, yeah, if people have made that mistake, I think if you just correct them in a way that's positive, kind, yeah. and just lovely, yeah. then, you know, you can't get angry at that, can you? No, but if it was, it's interesting, though, because if it was the other way around, people would be very upset, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you were a yeah, straight yeah, person yeah. and then they just yeah. assumed you were yeah, gay, yeah, yeah. they'd be really yeah. upset. Yeah, they, yeah actually. So, okay, well, maybe we should do that more often to straight people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Jim, what's your husband's name? <laughs> Mention that, eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm Jim. <laughs> Jim will be like, why? Why do you think I'm gay? Why, 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 why? I just, just presume. So isn't everyone? What? Sorry. <laughs> this is genius. Um, now, just before we do finish, I just wanted to talk to you about when you were the host of The Bachelor. Oh, yes. How did you find being the host of a show like that? Hard. As the person you are. Hard without green in the dressing room every day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, hey, yeah. can I line up for a rose, please? <laughs> uh, and that became a bit of a joke on the show, yeah. too. Um, no, I, no, it was good, you know. I, I It was uncharted territory for me. I sort of really didn't know much about it, but I went in there, and there's a whole beautiful you know, array of lovely ladies and, and, and art, and I kind of looked around the room and I thought, well, I'm the perfect host, you know, I'm yeah. not going to threaten art. No, no. None of them are going to, you know, <laughs> yeah. fall in love with me. <laughs> it's all right, art, it's all yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take it, Go mate. for gold. Go yeah. for gold. <laughs> and a yeah. lot of the time, too, I was like, oh, I don't even know why you guys are so obsessed with, um, you know, finding love, you know, but... Um, but no, it was it was fine. It was good. Actually, I think it was the perfect hosting role for me at the time. Clearly, the network didn't think that <laughs> after Mate, a couple look, of seasons. But the network always, you know, they make mistakes. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm just so grateful that I have had the opportunity throughout broadcasting as well to be able to. I was always worried that things like 
say, hosting The Bachelor. Mm. I was always worried that I would never get those roles because I was a gay guy. Yeah. Um, but it just nobody ever batted an eyelid. They just wanted you because of who you were and, and your you're ability. good at your job. That's right. Yeah. So I've been lucky, and it's never ever stopped anything that I have wanted to do. You know, I go down and host the Gore Gold Guitar Awards. You know, oh happy days! And I'm like, <laughs> here I am on stage yeah. in front of my hometown with thousands of people watching over a weekend, and they all love seeing me, and they're very proud. I was going to say, I would imagine the people of Gore would be pr- very oh, proud of they you. Love it. Yeah. That's so good. So nice, so humbling, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. Was the best thing they ever did was coming out. To be honest, you know, it honestly was. There was that immense fear, but yeah, you know, it just it changed my life. And now I I'm very happy. You know, I've got a lovely partner, a little dog, a nice house, and work's going okay. You know, it, it, life is good. I can't ask for anything more. Well. I can't ask for a better guest. So thank you so much for coming in today, Mike. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Um, It's been an honour to be here, honestly. I love your work, Karen. Oh, no, well, I love your work. I just, just, well, I just think it's, I just love chatting to people and I think you've got so many insightful things to say and I've appreciated listening to every one of them. And I think as well that the things that you say and the things that my other guests say will have a positive impact. And if we can all make someone stay a little bit better, then I think we're on the right track. Yeah, sorry, sorry for having a wee blubber in the middle there. I, well, there's, there's power in that. There's, there's strength in showing vulnerability. I don't. That's not a bad thing. I love it, in fact. I guess it's, you know, because not, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this journey because you don't often get asked about it and I was starting to wonder whether anybody cared. I was like, oh, I was gay way back in the early days and came out and no one really cares. Um, so yeah, no thank you. Look, well I care and I'm so glad I got to hear your story and I just hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Yes. Yeah, and um, I look forward to watching on the weather. This was Full Disclosure, a Stuff and Kale Productions podcast. Thanks so much for listening. There's a new episode released every Tuesday. You can find them at stuff.co.nz forward slash full disclosure or wherever you get your podcasts. If you follow us on Apple or Spotify or any of the podcast apps, you'll get the latest episode delivered automatically without lifting a finger. Thanks to creator and producer Kate Langdon, Stuff producer Jen Black and executive producer Chris Reed, and audio editor John Ropiha with original music by Eilish Wilson. Matiwa Aotearoa. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You'll also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about that got to journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. That, that, I think that it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, that, yeah we're, I'm not worried about it at all. That's, Nothing that's in there. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts.